Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva after another fun week two of high school football. I am Jim Joyner, the man across from me, feeling very good this morning on a Saturday at 8.07. Mr. Steve Sell, good morning. Good morning. I always feel good Do you feel after refreshed? a home game. I do after a home game because we don't get out of the office after midnight like we do on road games. We got out of here by about 11.30. Yeah. Not a bad night. Yeah. And a fun night at McPherson Stadium in front of a packed, and I mean packed, McPherson it's, Stadium crowd. It was as big a crowd for a home opener as I could remember. Steve, before we dive into the Bullpups and their 47 nothing win, let's go through the scores from all the teams last night. In our area, starting off with McPherson, a 47-0 win over the Winfield Vikings. The Bullpups are now 2-0. The Smoky Valley Vikings, they were able to find a way late in the game, finding a way to score a touchdown and the two-point conversion to beat the Haven Wildcats 8-0. Smoky Valley now 1-1. The Heston Swathers, you will hear from Coach Tyson Bowerly a little bit later on in the show. They were 26-18 winners over Larned, and Heston is now 2-0. The Inman Teutons for the second straight week came up a little bit short as they lost to Trinity Catholic 22-14. The Inman Teutons are 0-2, but they have been in every game they have played so far this season. Moving down to 8-man Division 1, Canton Galva, an easy night for the Eagles as they win at the half on the road at Chase County 46-0. Mound Ridge loses at Bennington 66-20. Mound Ridge drops to 1-1, Canton Galva now 2-0. And Little River improves to one and one with a forty-nine to nothing win over Peabody. You got it all, Steve. You remember I got it, it now. All. In fact, I just wrote up an area roundup. Uh, got stats on every team except for Mound Ridge. They had a long trip last night, so Coach uh, Meeks probably uh, hadn't got around to sending stats out on the game. But uh, some really good games last night. Canton Galva fans, you may have to get used to these one-half games. You drive an hour play for 45 minutes, and then go yeah, home. Yeah, because I'll tell you, right now, this Eagle offense cannot be stopped. Their defense was terrific. And when they play the lesser lights on their schedule, like Chase County, going to be a long night for the opponent, short night for Canton Galva. There are some really good teams on the eastern half of eight-man Division One this year. Madison, I think that is the team, if you are a Canton Galva fan, to continue to monitor because Madison is a team that they could find a way to play in the postseason late. I know that Solomon is very good again, but I think it's Madison is the team to watch. But Kenton Galva, when you're number one, you got to see who's surrounding you. you got to make sure you can hold on to number one. And the, what's encouraging, Central Plains. The defending state champions. I believe they got beat like by... 35 last night. They are 0 and 2. Yeah. So Steve, I told you earlier in the year I said Kent or excuse me, Central Plains is down. Yeah, that there was a, a sweep of graduation you know, losses. What do, you, what do you think about those teams that for years have just been getting pounded by Central Plains? You think they're going to take a little frustration out I on would the think Oilers so. this year? I got a feeling it could be a long year for 
Central Plains. Well, Steve, let's talk about the McPherson High win, 47-0 over Winfield last night. It was a win that I think if you would have told me with two minutes to go in the second quarter that it was going to be a 47-0 win, we would have been surprised. I don't think I would have been blown away, but I think I would have been surprised. We were not thinking running clock at the end of that second quarter last night. Remember, this was a 7-0 game with two minutes to go in the first half. Right. And it turned into a 47-0 game with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So in less than a quarter and a half, this McPherson offense put together 40 points. And that is why this team is so scary. Now, their first quarter, their second quarter, where the offense didn't quite click, that is the part of this team where you go, okay, well, they are human. But whenever they get rolling, they are not human with the way they can score the football. Well, the big surprise for me has been the passing game. Uh, for one reason, uh, you lose three great receivers in Hoover, Wired, and Huff. Uh, you got a bunch of sophomores out there, a junior and Aaron Powell. Junior or Aaron Powell is developing into one of the top receivers in the state. He's Back-to-back 100-yard -back games. Yeah, he's been over 100 yards both games. Uh, Trey Buckby uh, had six catches last night. Uh, the Stuffle Bean had a touchdown catch. Jacob File a touchdown catch. Caleb Hoppus has a rocket arm. He threw for 271 last night. Uh, and he can really – he has got such a strong arm. In fact, there were some passes there in the second quarter. He almost threw it too hard. His receivers simply couldn't catch it. They were right on the money. He was hitting guys right in the chest. They just couldn't grab it. And then finally they were watching the ball into their hands. But I've said it. A lot. And, you know, covering high school football for over 40 years, if you've got an elite passer, you have got a big advantage over your opponent. Because if your opponent doesn't have a good passer, they can't simulate that kind of passing in practice. And Hoppus just picked apart the secondary last night. Well, one thing that we wanted to see do a little bit better in week number two compared to week one was the way this team could run the football. Right. And be able to control the game on the ground. Jacob File came in and did a nice job, 15 carries for 74 yards. He had one rushing touchdown, and you mentioned that receiving touchdown. And then they bring in a guy in Aiden Hoover, the sophomore who was projected to be either the backup quarterback or the third-string quarterback. Or the going starting into, quarterback. Or the starting quarterback. Yeah. There were people who thought that was a possibility. He didn't really find a starting spot. And then they figure, okay, where can we get this guy on the field? Because they watch him in the JV rip off five touchdowns against Salina South in all sorts of different ways. And because of some injuries in the backfield, they said, well, let's try running back. Well, running back went pretty good for Aiden Hoover. Two touchdowns, one of them from 36 yards. And considering the Bullpups are down three tailbacks, uh, Ramey, Raymond, and uh, who's the other one? Sky Schreiner. Sky Schreiner. Hoover's days on JV may be over because they need a backup tail, a healthy backup tailback. Now, hopefully, Ramey and Schreiner will be back soon, but you can always play, you know, Jake Houghton can always play over there if you really needed, but, you know, he's doing such a good job on defense. But uh, Hoover's, like the coach has said, he's too good an athlete not to be on the field somewhere, and he made some really nice cuts and showed really good speed. So, um, you know, he can play running back, he can play quarterback, I'm sure he can play receiver, played some defense last night. He's the punter. He's, he's the punter. He's kind of the Swiss Army knife. Well, that's the way his older brother Gabe was as well. Steve, one thing that you and I have failed to even acknowledge, this was a shutout win. We haven't even acknowledged how well this defense well, played last I night. I think one reason is we just get, we've gotten so used the last two years, the defense just dominating, 
And again, they were they were dominant last night. Winfield uh, never came close to scoring. McPherson gave up 124 yards of total offense, 28 through the air, 96 on the ground. And a lot of those 96 on the ground were in the final eight minutes when the game was in a running clock and the second team was in. Yeah, uh, Winfield went about 60 yards on the gr- all on the ground in the fourth quarter, uh, chewed up the last eight minutes of the game. I love running clock because that goes really fast in a real blowout. But, uh, you know, Stufflebean again just dominated the game from the defensive line. Mason I thought Bryson Labertu was Bryson really good. Bryson Labertu was really good. Uh, the secondary was solid. Tyson Gottwald, I thought, played real well in the secondary. Had a tip pass that went to Labertu for an interception. Uh, Labertu's just got a nose ball. And a guy who I really love to watch, and that is Jayton Alexander. Yeah. He's not very big, but he sticks his nose in there with some solid hits. And uh, he delivers the KO punch. Well, Steve, without further ado, let's hear from the head man, McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich, following last night's 47-0 win. And now joining us on our CHS refinery at McPherson postgame show is McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich. Well, you heard me go through some of these scores yeah. and saying early on in the game, the offense wasn't quite clicking, even right. though they were moving the ball, mm-hmm. but you just weren't getting points. What was it that clicked for your offense in that first half and in particular the second quarter? Well, we, we got better up front. Um, our guys uh, in that second half in particular really started moving bodies around. You know, and, and, and we were able to make a few adjustments at halftime uh, in our passing game particularly. You know, our passing game is is designed uh, to do well against uh, highly disciplined teams. And uh, they were giving us a, a, a one-high look, cover three look, and, and doing some really funky things on the back end that that uh, that, that we really feel like were unsound and, and ended up uh, in their favor. So it was kind of hard to tell our quarterback what, what exactly to read when when uh, when they're not reacting the way we, we thought they might, but our kids handled um, our kids handled adjustments at halftime really well and executed. They, 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 these guys are these guys are tremendous when we're firing on all cylinders. Did you ever think at the start of the year that Caleb Hoppus would put up such big numbers when you had so much inexperience in the receiving core? But Aaron Powell has really stepped up and made mm-hmm. maybe the best catch I've seen. Yeah, maybe. In, yeah, in 20 that, years, the, the one-handed full parallel to the ground, it's, that's as good a catch as you'll ever see. It's, it's unfair what, what he's able to do in the passing game. But, you know, that's just it, and that's that's what attracted uh, you know Coach Young years ago is the fact that we have so many athletes in this school. If we could just get them out and throw the ball to them, you know, we're going to be successful. And, and uh, yeah, that's uh, we took advantage of that. And, uh, you know, defensively, my goodness, all night, just relentless. I was incredibly pl- uh, proud of how our kids made – uh, adjustments on the fly you know they they would uh, freeze and check with the sideline and uh, our guys were uh, were tasked with making checks on the field and they got that done and and uh, they they just flew around all night one thing that's different this year about your team is that last year there were no injuries there were mm-hmm. no problems the mm-hmm. entire year you had a bunch of seniors a bunch of juniors mm-hmm. well this year it's a little different you've had some injuries mm-hmm. you have some young guys that you've had to stick into some big moments and everybody is delivered. I mean, you throw in an Aiden Hoover, yeah. who I don't know has ever played running back in his life and scores two rushing touchdowns tonight. I've just been very impressed with your young guys, mm-hmm. with your guys, Curtis Landrum guys, that you maybe mm-hmm. weren't thinking were going to start from the beginning and how well they've performed you know, this year. Gus Ruddle's another yeah. one. Uh, we have a lot of sophomores that are on the field right now playing for us. And uh, those guys, we know that what they're capable of doing. But uh, my goodness, yeah, you know, Aiden Hoover, he's too athletic to keep off the field right now. we got to find a spot for him 
on the field. And, and, and we did that at tailback, you know, going into the season, who would have thought that we were thin at tailback? You know, we lose two tailbacks in a matter of a couple of days and, and we're scrambling around a little bit, but yeah, guys have stepped up and, and fit roles nicely. It's a 47 nothing win tonight for McPherson against Winfield. And we're talking on our CHS Refinery McPherson postgame show with McPherson High football coach Jace Pavlovich. Well, I guess the, the one nit that we can pick here, there aren't that many that we can pick with this team right yeah. now, but how do you get your team to avoid some slow starts? I know you talked about that Winfield was doing some things to defensively throw off some of your guys yeah. and, and show you something different than you were anticipating. Sure. But how do you, in weeks going forward, find ways to start the first quarter with some great momentum? Well, it's it's the maturity process. You know, um, what is it? You have one loss for every sophomore you start. And, uh, you know, we, we technically started with eight out there tonight. Wow. So it's it's some youth and some inexperience that's that's showing through. Um, it's just a matter of time before we start clicking a little bit earlier. And, and, and again, we have great senior leadership, uh, and, and those guys need to step up in a big way and, and make sure that we are awake. Because when we're playing, I think Winfield's a fine football team. I really do. We respect them a lot. They're well coached. You know, coach, they, they hit. They, hit some, they really hit they're, you. They're a physical team. Coach Hibbs was winning state championships when I was still learning how to write cursive. So <laughs> we, we have a ton of respect for everything that they do. Their kids are tough. Uh, it, was, it was a good win. As this bullpup team improves to 2-0, coming up this weekend or this next week, you will be taking on the El Dorado Wildcats. Mm -hmm. That will be back here at McPherson Stadium. When we saw their score earlier on in the game, we haven't seen a final there, but they were down 14 nothing, or excuse me, they were down 33 nothing against Bueller uh -huh. at half. So it is probably a loss and probably an 0-2, or excuse me, it would be a 1-1 one one El Dorado yeah. team coming here yeah. to McPherson Stadium. What have you seen from El Dorado? Have you been able to look ahead at them too much, or have you been mainly focused on Winfield? We, we've looked a little bit at them just to kind of peek and see what they're doing. You know, I sound like a broken record, but Coach West, uh, West Bell, you know, he was a defensive coordinator at a big-time MIAA school, so they're going to be well coached. His son is on the team, and he's, he's, he's a beast out there, so... We're going to expect a tough team that's going to fight like crazy, and, and we just got to go out and execute. Coach Pav, a 47 to nothing win over the Winfield Vikings tonight. Yes, Congratulations, sir. and let's go make it 3-0 next week. You got it. Thank well, a nice start for the Bullpups last night, a 47 to nothing win over the Winfield Vikings in their home opener. And, Steve, a 2-0 start to the year is always nice. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I, I didn't see running clock coming in that game. I really didn't. This Winfield team is not Steve, a bad team. we can keep disclosed what, what Jim thought the score would be. We, well, we, don't, we don't have to tell I all the people. I think Jim thought 48-7 was his prediction. My prediction was 28-7. I was looking pretty smart there. Yeah, for, early. Yeah, I was early thinking, on, Steve knows something. I was looking pretty something. smart. I, I just thought, uh, you know, Winfield, a lot of veterans. You know, and they were very physical. But, uh, boy, once this bullpup team gets rolling, plays with a little confidence, uh, it, it just can't be stopped. All right, Steve, we have a big show to get to for the rest of this one. We will talk with Heston I football coach Tyson Bowerly. We have Little River coach Kevin Ayers coming up, and then we can preview what is coming up for the rest of this week, including Bullpup Soccer playing in the May South Invitational Finals later on this afternoon from Mays. Yeah, that's. I think it's a 4 o'clock game down at Mays, uh, May South. Uh, May South regarded as maybe the best team in this part of the state. Uh, McPherson. Four, I think they're, what, 4-0 on the year. They are. And every game has been a nail-biter. They have not played any easy games. And this is a team that just seems to know how to win. But, boy, are they going to be put to the test today. This will be the measuring stick where the Bullpups match up on the state level. 
We will take our first break. This is our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Hey, Steve, we have already made it through almost half of this show talking all bullpup football. We've gone through the scores. We'll give you those here in a little bit as well. But high school football in this area, there are some really good teams and a team that maybe I wasn't as expecting to be maybe as good as they could be this year, that's the Heston Swathers. Maybe I didn't, I didn't think they were going to be bad, but I maybe wasn't ready for them to be maybe one of the top teams in the CKL this year. Well, last year's senior class for Heston was the last remnants of the team that played for the state championship against Rossville uh, down at Hutchinson. I covered that game, uh, unbelievable game. Uh, but Parker Roth graduated, Cameron Cox, uh, some really big linemen who were three-year starters. Uh, but Heston, uh, you know, is they, they don't rebuild. They reload. And uh, Coach Bowerly, one of the best in the business, you know, he was the head coach for the West team in the Shrine Bowl this summer. Uh, he, he does a really great job down there. Uh, and they beat a good Larned team last night. Uh, Larned really put it on Smoky Valley uh, earlier. Uh, they have a running back named Perez that's really good. But the Swathers never trailed in that game. Had 289 yards, I believe, of offense. Uh, Jacob Eilert did a nice job running the – Running the show, uh, threw a, he ran for three, threw for one. We'll find out how good Heston is this week because I believe they go to Pratt. But Pratt is 0-2 to begin the year, Steve. And, and Jamie Cruz, the former Bethany coach, is no longer at Pratt. He's now down at campus. Pratt was inches away against Sabetha from winning a state championship and upsetting the defending state champions, and now they are 0-2 to begin their the Greenbacks. I love, I love, that's one of my favorite names, the Pratt Greenbacks. Travis Tice, the D1 player, one of the best in the state last year. Life becomes difficult sometimes when yeah. you lose a guy like that. That's right. Let's turn things over to Heston Eye football coach Tyson Bowerly. We're now joined by Heston Eye football coach Tyson Bowerly on our coaches show this morning as the Swathers are 2 0 with a 43 14 win at Hillsborough in week number one, and then a gutty 26 18 win against Larned last night in week two. Coach Bowerly, can you give us a little recap of last night's one score win over Larned? Well, you said it best right there with the gutty win. Uh, man, I was so proud of how our guys just fought through. Um, some big moments. They fought through some drives that we had to execute to finish. Um, we didn't manage the clock very well. Uh, gave them the ball back one last time when they were down eight. Uh, our defense came up with a big interception to finish it off. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, we were talking last night after the game. It was just a gutsy performance by our team, which is really good to see this early on with a bunch of new starters and a bunch of guys in, in bigger roles than they've played in the past. Well, and that was what I was going to mention, where you had a great senior class to lean on last year with guys like Cameron Cox, Parker Roth. Who have been some of the guys that you have leaned on this year down at Heston, and, and what are some of the differences with this team compared to the style you would have played the last couple of years? You know, we've had a number of guys step up. We've talked a lot as a staff that, you know, we don't have that number one stud, you know, across the board like we've had with Cameron or Parker. Um, and so there's, we kind of present some matchups in our opinion, but they can't really key on one receiver. They can't really key on one running back because we've got multiple guys that are, that are doing some really good things. Um, starting with a quarterback, Jacob Eilert, uh, two games he's thrown for four touchdowns. He's ran for four touchdowns. Uh, he hasn't turned the ball over one time. Um, that's pretty spectacular for a kid that, 
coming into it. You know, he had a couple games last year where he started in place at Cameron, but he hasn't had a ton of experience. So um, this is kind of his one shot to leave his mark on the program. He's been doing a great job with that. Um, last night we had a sophomore receiver step up, Max Werner. He had eight receptions for 73, 76 yards. I can't remember exactly what it was, um, where he only had one reception the, the, the night before, um, on the Friday before. So, um, you know, it, it's we're kind of a team like that. That You know, who's going to be that guy tonight? Who's going to step up and be big in the moments where we need them to be big? Um, and in regards to the style of play, man, last night, you know, we love to spread it out. Teams know that. Uh, and we, we like to throw it around, and, and Larnan did a great job of taking away our RPOs, and so we were getting a lot of run reads, which which is fine. And, and we look at our drives. We had uh, a seven-play drive for a touchdown, an 11-play drive for a touchdown, a 12-play drive, and then our final drive was 17 plays. Um, you know, you, you think about spread offenses being explosive, getting those big plays. We didn't have them, but, man, it was it was great to see our, our offensive line just kind of lead, lead us down the field. Well, you mentioned having a ton of guys to use on this team and a lot of guys to use in your offense. As I look at the stats from week number one and the win over Hillsboro, I see eight different guys that run the ball. I see six different guys that made a catch. The last couple of years, I know that you've had your big-time targets, but do you remember having as many quality guys in terms of depth that can make plays for you? Not really. Um, you know, we... We joked as the coaching staff the other day that we don't have ones and twos, we have ones and one eights because there's not a whole lot of drop-off between our top guys that are starting and then our backups. And it's been kind of cool to see that competition in practice. Um, you know, yesterday we we almost had a completely different starting lineup with our skill positions based on how some things went in practice this week. So, uh, and, and we, again, there, there wasn't a drop-off. There wasn't a drop-off. So that's been kind of fun to see. Well, and one name that I've mentioned a couple of times on here that was a big impact player last year and the last couple of years is Cameron Cox and how much he meant to your program. But it sounds like his younger brother ain't bad either, Brady Cox, with five <laughs> catches for 139 yards and two scores against Hillsboro. I don't have the stats from last night, but I'm sure it was another impressive performance from him. What does he remind you the most about his older brother and maybe what's something that he does better than his brother? When you get the Cox brothers together, they are a competitive bunch. Um, they're a lot of fun to coach. Um, you know, Brady is not as big as what Cameron was, uh, but Brady's probably shiftier. He's a lot quicker. Um, he's almost like a Wes Welker type player uh, on the edge in, in the slot position. Um, didn't have as many touches last night because, I mean, obviously with with uh, Larned seeing what he did the week before against Hillsborough, they they did a good job of taking him away a little bit. Um, but he has such a big impact on us offensively and defensively. That, um, you know, he, he's always an impact player. He's got to be an impact player. Um, and then what's fun is that there's also a freshman brother that's going to be coming up. That um, man, when you talk about okay, which Cox brother works the hardest? Man, I don't know. I don't know. It might be the youngest one. Yeah, it, it's kind of fun to see. We're talking with Heston Swather, Coach Tyson Bowerly, on our coaches show this morning following a 2-0 start for Heston, a 26-18 win against Larned last night, and a 43-14 win over Hillsborough in Week 1. You now look ahead to what last year was maybe the two toughest games on your regular season schedule. You will take on Pratt this upcoming week in Week number 3, and then Smoky Valley at home. You saw Smoky Valley twice last year, and that was a quality football team. They have fallen off a little bit from last year. 
Pratt, after finishing just inches away from a state championship last year, they are off to an 0-2 start. Have you been able to follow some of these CKL teams early on in the year and, and have a good feel for what the league could be like this season? Yeah, we've already seen quite a bit of film um, just because, you know, they're upcoming opponents. We've shared some, um, some opponents so far this season. So we've seen some film on both teams so far. Um, you know, and, and next week with Pratt, they're still trying to figure out their identity a little bit maybe with, with new coaching staff and, and a big change in, in uh, the style of play and things like that. So, you know, for us going in there next week, they're 0-2. You know, they're, they're wanting to win. You know, they're, I don't know if they're desperate for a win, if you could say that, but, man, they're going to be ready to play. Um, Smokey, I mean, Coach Lambert does such a great job with that defense that he he can lose a bunch of seniors like he did last year, but they're just so sound defensively that they're always going to present a tough matchup. And Smokey Valley picked up a nice win, eight to nothing, last night, finding a way to score in the back half. I asked Coach Lambert last week, Coach Barley, and said. How do you like the district format, the way it's set up now? And, of course, everything about high school football in terms of playoffs has changed across the classifications the last few years. How did you like that first go-through with the new district format, and, and what do you think are some things that maybe could be better about it? I liked how more teams were able to get out of the district, you know, with, with the four teams getting out of, of the sixth plan. Um, the one thing that was frustrating for me in the past is you have those those four team districts that you know all four teams are really really good, or uh, you have another district partnered up with them that all four teams are not as solid. And so I I do like that more of the I don't know you can say quote unquote playoff teams are actually making it into the playoffs uh, out of district, which is good. Um, you know there are still some issues of regions that are just really good football areas that have a bunch of really good teams in there. Um, you know, I, I love how 4A and 5A and 6A are doing it with the seeding. Um, I think it would be really, really cool to see that at the 3A level at some point of going the east-west and seeding them up and letting them play, you know, the bracket tournament that way. Well, Coach Bowerly, we appreciate your time this morning as Heston is off to a nice start 2-0 and hopefully making it 3-0 next week against Pratt. Yep, absolutely. That was Heston I football coach Tyson Bowerly on our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, the Heston Swathers with Pratt coming up next week, a team that is 0-2, and then Smoky Valley coming up the week after that. That game will be at home. We knew that those two games for this Heston team were swing games last year. Pratt, Smoky Valley, those teams were undefeated through the regular season right. on both sides. And then you threw in Andale into the mix as well. And remember, 3A West had three different teams that were undefeated late in the year. So we knew that last year those were very tough games, but this year I think it's a little bit different story for both of those teams. Yeah, exactly. And th like you say, 3A is really strong. and uh, On East and West. On East and West. There are a ton of good teams. It's not like 4A where you have about three really good teams, it looks like. that's It's starting to look that way again in, in 4A. But uh, I really like the job they do at Heston. They really uh, – open the game up. They throw it a lot. Uh, they've got really skilled athletes in all their sports. So uh, just a, a, a good program, Coach Byerly's really got it going down there. Let's take our second break, and when we come back, we will talk with one of the new guys on the block. That is Little River Coach Kevin Ayers, as the Redskins improved to 1-1 one one last night with a 49-0 win over Peabody. 
We will also go over some of the other scores from last night as well. We'll do that after the break. You are listening to The Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Continuing on our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, we just heard from Hestonite coach Tyson Bowerly, and before that, McPhersonite football coach Chase Pavlovich. I want to move into our next interview, but before that, Steve, let's run through the scores from last night again. In case you missed the high school scoreboard show with Nick Gosnell last night on, on the w- Kansas Information Network. W-I-B-W. Winfield, 47-0 losers at McPherson Stadium as the Bullpups improved to 2-0. With that win, they will welcome in El Dorado next week, who comes in at 1-1. They beat Independence by 2 in week number 1, and then they lost against Bueller last night. I believe a final score of 55 to nothing. Smoky Valley improved to one and one last night with an eight nothing win at home against Haven. The Heston Swathers improved to two and zero with a 26-18 win over Larned. The Inman Teutons dropped to zero and two, losing 22 to 14 to Trinity Catholic. In eight man Division One, Canton Galva a 46 nothing winner at Chase County. The Eagles, the number one team in eight man Division One, they are now two and zero. The Mound Ridge Wildcats losing at Bennington 66-20. They are now 1-1 one one on the season, and Little River is also 1-1. One one. They beat Peabody 49-0 last night. Speaking of Little River, let's talk with their new head football coach, Kevin Ayers, this morning. Joining us on our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, is Little River coach Kevin Ayers after they are off to a 1-0 start for the Redskins, a 70-23 loss to Kenton Galva last week in week number one, but then turning things around last night with a 49-0 win over Peabody. Coach Ayers, I know that you're kind of the new guy around the block this fall with the only new coach in the McPherson area. How about a little recap of last night's win over Peabody? That was a good win for us. Um, you know, you really like to see improvement from week one, and, and our kids, uh, man, they really they really took it to heart. We we put a better team on the on the football field, and uh, saw some bright spots. Still, obviously, a ton of work to do, and and uh, we know that. But it was nice to see them improve and, and get a W. Well, in referring to putting a better product on the field, you're comparing to week number one, where you guys took on a very good Canton Galva Eagle team that came into that game ranked number one in the state by many publications, and certainly so after a quality win over a team like Little River. What made that Canton Galva team so tough in your opinion, and what are some things that you think your team can improve on going forward after playing a really good team like Canton Galva in week one? You know, Canton Galva has uh, you know all the puzzle pieces to be, you know, to take it all the way. They they are fast, they're physical, very well coached. Um, you know, they they just do things the right way. And uh, you know, playing week one was a, was a rough one. All starters back, they they were polished um, as polished a team as I've seen in week one in a long, long time. And you know, it's it's one of those things that at the time it it. Uh, it's not fun, but they really showed us, you know, the weak spots, the things we need to do, and uh, you know, film came from that game for us, and our our kids took it to heart, and and we really put a, a better product on the on the field, and so that's exciting for us. But uh, yeah, they are they are a good team. Um, you know, I see them making a deep run, and uh, it's going to be fun and exciting to see how far they go. Well, with you being in your first year at Little River, what are some of the things that you've liked about this team early on? And when exactly were you able to, to take over and start working with these guys? Because if it was early enough, then it probably wouldn't be that weird of a transition as compared to it would be if it was in Ju- June or July or even August. Yeah, well, we started started in June. 
um, with the weight room and stuff. And, and the kids, we had a, we had a summer. I was very pleased. Um, the kids bought into the program, um, got in there, and we made some good strides uh, this summer. And so that's just exciting to see the commitment level, um, the kids wanting uh, to be good and do things the right way. And as a coach, that always pleases you. And then, you know, you, there are, you can see a little resiliency coming off a, uh, you know, a Canton Galva loss like that, just to see how we reacted, um, you know, coming to practice. What's the, what's the look on their face? Are they ready to go to work? And, uh, you know, I was proud of the kids on how they bounced back from that and, uh, you know, took the film study to heart. They owned the things that we did wrong. And so um, that was good to see and, and makes the coach excited. We're talking with Little River football coach Kevin Ayers on our coaches show this morning. And, of course, when you get to a new program, it sure is nice to have some really good weapons. And you have several great weapons on this Redskins team this fall, one of them being Graham Stevens, who is kind of a do-it-all guy for you. What have you liked the most about Graham since you've taken over and been able to work with him for a couple of months now? Well, I think you just said it right there. He can do so many things. Um, you know, he can hurt you with his feet. He can hurt you with his arm. Um, we throw to him, uh, and then the special team side of the, you know, the kid is an excellent kicker, punter, um, return man. He's just a, he's just a do it all kind of kid. And, and you love to have one of those on your team. Another guy that Steve and I talk about a lot over here at the radio station is a guy that we saw a lot of in basketball, and that is Jaden Garrison. And I know that he had been had been not playing football for the first couple of years, or at least he didn't last year, and he decided to come out for football, and he's been a great addition for your team as well. What has been the best part about having Jaden Garrison playing some football for you this fall? Um, you know, the, the surprising thing about Jaden is just his intelligence. You know, having not played the last couple of years, um, he is picking things up quick. Um, as you know from watching him in basketball, he's a really good athlete. Um, quick. He sees the field well. Um, we'll play him at some quarterback. And just the way he, he he's a field general out there, he runs things for us. And and defensively, you know, a big surprise there, too. He's a physical kid. And uh, he covers a lot of space with his speed. So we're super glad to have him out. Well, we talk about Jaden Garrison as well as Graham Stevens a lot. Who are some of the guys that aren't getting talked about as much and that you can give Steve and I something else to write and talk about this week? Well, I think, you know, this, this senior bunch of boys, um, we have four seniors, and uh, we've moved them around a little bit. They've handled it well. Um, Braden Sears is playing some tight end linebacker, a little bit of fullback. Um, you know, that's something we're still trying to find a fit. You know, what's going to be the best spot to have these kids at and uh, he's done a good job there again, an intelligent kid that we can we can play at a lot of spots and have him do a lot of different things for us. And Van Crotzer, another kid that uh, uh, he's the guy that runs our offensive line, gets guys uh, in the right spot, blocking the right place. And uh, it's always good to have intelligence on your team. And, and Zane is one of those kids. And uh, you know, Evan Johanning played; he's a linebacker for us, got a big motor. And uh, Cadence Birdsong um, hasn't been out. Um, but uh, he's starting to do some really good things, and he's one of those kids that's just going to get a lot better as the season goes on. Well, Coach Ayers, you have seen the top of the mountain. You have been a state champion head coach, and you're going to a new place that does have a great football tradition and great athletics history. What is your vision for what you want Little River football to be under your time as the head coach? Well, I think, you know, just continue the tradition. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of a lot of tradition here. Um, you know, I know 
know my wife's from here, so I know a little bit about, uh, you know, what's gone on here at Little River. Um, Coach Cordell was a big mentor of mine um, back when I was first coming out of college and uh, actually had an opportunity to coach against him way back. And so, you know, I've kind of seen what Little River is all about, and so we just want to continue that. And then, of course, put put our own brand on it. Um, you know, we want the culture around here to to not just be good on the football field, but be good off the football field in the classroom, in the community. And so that's just that's that's where we're going, just to continue to build on what's already built here. Well, the one interesting thing about this Little River Canton Galva game that happened a couple of weeks ago, of course, we're talking eight man Division One football, and you might be thinking, wow, these teams could see each other in the postseason. Well, that's not going to happen unless it's in a state championship game because Little River is technically on the west side of the state. So for you guys over there at Little River, Coach Ayers, the rest of your schedule, I mean, I know you're preparing to try and get through districts and find a way to keep things rolling into the postseason, but you've got Bennington coming up this week who beat Mound Ridge last night, and then you go to Central Plains, the defending state champions that are 0-2 to start. You follow that up with Pratt Skyline. How do you like the make of this back end of the schedule for you here over the next couple of weeks? You know, um, it's it's hard for me to say right now. I've been asked that a couple times, and and not having been in this league and seen these teams last year, and you know, and knowing knowing the opponents they play, so it's a little bit of an unknown. Um, you know, I did put in the Bennington film last night and see that they have some really nice weapons there and a good football team, and uh, we're just going to take her one game at a time. It's, it's the next one up, and, and hopefully we just can keep improving throughout that schedule. Well, Coach Ayers, we wish you the best of luck throughout the rest of this season, and hopefully that matchup, like I said a minute ago, a Little River Kenton Galva State Championship game could happen. I think it would be a fun afternoon in Newton if that were the case. Uh, it sure would be. All right, well, thank you, Coach, and best of luck next week against Bennington. Thank you. Thanks for covering us. That is Little River coach Kevin Ayers here in our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. A 49-0 win for the Redskins against Peabody last night. And, Steve, if you one loss on your schedule is to a Kenton-Galva team that is as good as they are, and if this Little River team is able to come out and maybe win out for the rest of this season because they certainly have the talent, then it's not that crazy of an idea then maybe those two teams could see each other in the postseason late in November. Well, very well could. Uh, Little River's going to find out how good another measuring stick next week because it has Bennington, which uh, really put it on Mound Ridge last night. They got a kid named Javon Allen. We saw him at state track. He's a real blazer and uh, really, really tough to stop. But Kevin Ayers is a proven winner. He's won a state championship at Jetmore. He's got the pedigree. I covered him in college. He played for the great man himself, Ted Kessinger. That's right. Up at, up at Bethany, number five defensive end. I remember him very well. All KCAC was recently, not too long ago, put in the Bethany Hall of Fame for his play in football. So he'll do a great job over there at Little River. Steve, let's take one more break. When we come back, we'll go through all the scores again, tell you what's coming up in week number three, and how about we do a little bullpup soccer preview in their May South Invitational Final well, let's after do it. that. You bet. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We will wrap up our High School Coaches Show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva following week number two of the high school football season, week number three of the overall high school sports season. Steve, let's go one more run through in terms of the football scores from last night. I then want to give you week three matchups for all the area teams then we'll talk some bullpup soccer. Make sense? 
Sounds Are you good. on with the agenda? Mm-hmm. So, week number two, last night, some final scores. McPherson, 47-0, winners over the Winfield Vikings. Their first shutout since week one of the 2018 season. They improved to 2-0. The Smoky Valley Vikings beat Haven 8-0. They are now 1-1 on the season. The Heston Swathers are 2-0 following a 26-18 win against Larned. Inman falls to 0-2 with a 22-14 loss to Trinity Catholic. In 8-man Division 1, Canton Galva, 46-0 winners over Chase County. The Eagles are now 2-0. Mound Ridge falls at Bennington, 66-20. Wildcats now 1-1. And Little River improves to 1-1 with a 49-0 win over Peabody last night. Those are the scores from last night. Now for week number 3, Steve. Little River will be taking on Bennington. Canton Galva will be taking on Center Law Springs. Mound Ridge playing Solomon, a team that played for the state championship game in 8-man Division I last year. In Class 1A, Inman will be at Whitewater Remington. In Class 3A, Heston will be at Pratt, the defending 3A state runner-up, but they are 0-2 to begin the year. And Smoky Valley will be taking on Nickerson and, of course, McPherson at home against El Dorado. Yeah, it looks like another great week of games. And uh, I think the game I'm really looking forward to in the area is the uh, Heston-Pratt game. Because I know Pratt's 0-2, but they've got the winning pedigree. But they're and, down. And I know they're down. But uh, I think, you know, they'll get up to play the Swathers. That's a that's a good rivalry. So those are the games for week number three. Steve's got an area roundup. Is it posted yet at BigKansasOnline.com? Yeah. It's there. Yeah, the only stats we didn't get was Mound Ridge, but I did get some game information as far as how, how the game played out. You've got some inside sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just... Uh, uh, no individual numbers on that game. There you go. So everything is up at midkansasonline.com. How about a sports gallery from Kendall Shaw? Uh, we'll get gallery. that. We'll get that up this morning. Later. He had some phenomenal pictures. I haven't from looked last at him. Night. You have. I oh man, they're great. Well, he's he's the best. I mean, he's a pro. I agree. So everything will be up at midkansasonline.com. Steve, the other big event today is we'll go through what's going on for the McPherson High teams. An event that we have been following all week long has been the May South Invitational. And the last couple of years, McPherson has bowed out of it early. And so they found a way to win on Tuesday, picking up a win. And then they ended up winning on Thursday in penalties against May South, or excuse me, Salina South, putting them into, they beat Andover on Tuesday, putting them into the finals this afternoon as they will take on May South. McPherson is 4-0, and this is the toughest team that they might see in the regular season. And if you see McPherson win today, in soccer, then that means they're the real deal. Yeah, and and it's not often a 4-0 team goes into a game as a decided underdog, but that's the case today. Uh, the Bullpups, they don't do anything easy. Uh, you know, they... Uh, uh, a 4-1 win over Newton, which and, was 2-1 yeah, with five minutes Yeah, we were at that game, 2-1 with five minutes to go. And then, uh, of course, uh, every other game has a been... A 3-2 overtime win against Salina South, a, what, 1-0 or 2-1 2-1. win over Andover... A, th- a penalty kick win against Salina South. Yeah, nothing has been easy. Yeah, but Coach Adrian likes that. He likes playing all these tough teams that makes you better because there will be some teams coming up at the schedule that aren't very good. But uh, right now it's a team that uh, it, it, it allows about one goal a game just somewhere during the game. It seems like it allows one goal. Uh, the thing this Bullpup team, I know Coach Adrian is a little frustrated. He wants to see more scoring. And they've got the guys to do it. But uh, so far, they haven't been putting big numbers on the board. But what it does, they take advantage of mistakes by the opposing team. So um, you really like how it's a senior team, very savvy, uh, got some really good players. Drew Schrader, 
uh, Tyler Hoxie, Britton Haig. Uh, hopefully they'll get J.L. Jaime back. I don't know if he was back the other day, but they need to get him back. Nathan Lloyd's been solid in goal. Trenton Steckline, just a monster defender. I mean, he really knocked some people around. In the football game last night, Drew Schrader made a big hit oh, yeah. on a kickoff. You know, he's the kicker. And uh, instead of just kicking and running to the sideline, like I think Coach Adrian liked to see. Oh, no, Drew, he's got to lay the wood. Drew, Drew Schrader, he brought the house. He he, he lo- lowered the hammer on, on the Winfield runner. The only other McPherson High event today is the varsity tennis team competing at Salina Central in a big tournament. Arc City, Blue Valley Southwest. Goddard, Hayes, Lawrence Free State, Liberal, Mays, and Mays South, both the Salina Schools, St. James, Topeka Seaman, Topeka West, Valley Center. And that will be a measuring stick for Coach Brown's team. That's already underway. Yeah, because they've already, you know, they've started the season successfully, but they haven't played the competition they're going to see today. Be interesting to see how the doubles team of Taylor Bruce and Sienna Allen does because they uh, look like a state championship contender and then the boys soccer team playing at four o'clock steve we also have the mac college bulldogs taking on sterling in their home opener tonight at seven o'clock figure we could give them a quick plug here yeah, the bulldogs to, are zero and one yeah if you go to macbulldogs.com you can uh, watch it yeah you can watch it and we're with us and yeah we'll be announcing the game for the bulldogs so uh, remember we have our bulldogs coaches show at six o'clock on wednesday that's each right week. so something new we're doing so uh sports is everywhere on 96.7, we'll have Chiefs coming up. Chiefs. Sunday. Royals later today. Royals later today. I didn't. They got beat 4-1 last night against Houston. I think Coach Kinnaman's at the game today. I bet he is. With the Cowboy. That's right. Steve, good week of shows. Proud of you. What do we have broadcast schedule for this week? Do we have anything? One football game. Uh, El Dorado, that's, that's it. it. Okay. Easier so, week for yeah, us. Yeah, so soccer goes two weeks in a row without being at home, and volleyball goes two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row without being at home. Well, Steve, we're proud of you. Excellent work. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Oh, I'll and, and remind people on where they need to go in order to find anything that their heart desires for Bullpup Sports. MidKansasOnline.com. And by the way, um, all the magazines were distributed last night. We have just a smattering of copies here. I think we have about 10 copies left at the office. That's it. They are all gone. The magazines, my main man, Carter Spotted Elk. He was uh, giving out Maggie's last night. He said he didn't. He, he said he couldn't give them out fast. Good job. We are getting ready to wrap things up here, Steve. I have lost our high school coaches show intro, so I was trying to tell you to keep talking. Oh, keep talking. Outro. You, well, you know I can keep talking. I'm, you know, sometimes you have to tell me to be quiet. But uh, anyway, I've never had it, to say that to you one but time. MidKansasOnline.com. We want to thank everybody. We had about our third highest hits ever last week. And remember, we post stories. You will not find any place else. No newspapers, nothing like that. Online is where it's at. All right, Steve, I have found it. Wrapping up go. our coaches show, a big thank you to Bullpup football coach Jace Pavlovich, Hestonite football coach Tyson Bowerly, and Little River coach Kevin Ayers. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to the Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. The High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, was brought to you by Simco. McPherson Concrete, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Lens Ford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.